Good morning. It's Monday, August 5th, 2013, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page today. In Los Angeles, few women in top posts. Healthcare law raises pressure on public unions and victims to again face gunmen in Fort Hood trial. In today's national news, hog farms battling to contain a deadly virus. GOP governors oppose a government shutdown and protest at borders split supporters of immigration overhaul. In today's business headlines, German unions battle Amazon's labor practices. Boston Globe is another metro paper gone local. And with two hit series ending, a transformed AMC network is at a crossroads. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and the opinions of New York Times columnist Paul Krugman. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. This is the top story, written by Adam Nagorny. In Los Angeles, few women in top posts. There are 1.9 million women in Los Angeles. The two senators from California are women, as is the state's attorney general. But this city, a bastion of progressive politics, has a curious distinction these days. Only one woman holds elective office in the government of Los Angeles, a member of the 15-person city council from the San Fernando Valley who was sworn in Friday. The mayor is a man, Eric Garcetti, who defeated a woman, Wendy Gruel, for the job in May. The city attorney is a man. The city controller? You guessed it. Los Angeles County, with a population of 9.9 million that includes Los Angeles, has just one woman on its five-member board of supervisors. And the race to fill the city council seat for Hollywood, which Garcetti vacated and he was elected mayor, gave voters a choice of 12 candidates, all men. It's a shame and embarrassing that in a city of four million people we're down to one woman, said Nuri Martinez, the city's lone woman in elected office. The case in Los Angeles might be particularly egregious, but the number of women holding office across the country has flatlined in recent years. Catherine Spillar, the head of the Feminist Majority Foundation, called the situation shocking. I'm very concerned, she said. We've gone backwards instead of forwards. Shame on Los Angeles. Several analysts suggested that the sheer number of women in high elected office in California had inured voters to the issue and blunted what might otherwise have been a historical urgency to Gruel's campaign. There is no reason to expect the situation to change significantly any time soon. Few obvious female candidates are on the horizon. Indeed, to a large extent, the issue here and across the country reflects a lack of interest on the part of many women in seeking office, political analysts say. The issue isn't that voters won't vote for women, it's that we don't have enough women running. Debbie Walsh, the director of the Center for American Women and Politics at Rutgers University, said in an email, it's a recruitment issue. In one measure of the representation of women in state and local government, 73 women hold elected statewide positions across the nation, or 23% of available positions, according to the center. That is almost identical to the percentage reported in 1993. The figure then increased through 2001 to 28 percent, but has been in a steady decline over the past 12 years, the center said. Gruel's loss was also a reminder of at least lingering challenges for women running for an executive office, like governor or mayor, which can be more time-demanding and grinding than a legislative job. 
Gruel, who's the mother of a young son, said she often encountered evidence of the reluctance of voters to elect a woman, and particularly a mother. There are still stereotypes of, how can women be a good elected officeholder and a good parent, she said. We found that in focus groups, how will you be able to do both? Those same questions aren't asked of a male.